Hello, this is Father Neil here, and welcome to the February 25th episode of the podcast Catechism with Father Neil. Today we'll be reading 386 to 390 of the Catechism. 1. Where sin abounded, grace abounded all the more. The reality of sin. 386. Sin is present in human history. Any attempt to ignore it, or to give this dark reality other names, would be futile. To try to understand what sin is, one must first recognise the profound relation of man to God. For only in this relationship is the evil of sin unmasked in its true identity as humanity's rejection of God and opposition to him, even as it continues to weigh heavy on human life and history. 387. Only the light of divine revelation clarifies the reality of sin and particularly of the sin committed at mankind's origins. Without the knowledge revelation gives of God, we cannot recognise sin clearly and are tempted to explain it as merely a developmental flaw, a psychological weakness, a mistake or the necessary consequence of an inadequate social structure, etc. Only in the knowledge of God's plan for man can we grasp that sin is an abuse of the freedom that God gives to created persons so that they are capable of loving him and loving one another. Original Sin, an essential truth of the faith. 388. With the progress of revelation, the reality of sin is also illuminated. Although to some extent, the people of God in the Old Testament had tried to understand the pathos of the human condition in the light of the history of the fall narrated in Genesis, they could not grasp this story's ultimate meaning which is revealed only in the light of the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. We must know Christ as the source of grace in order to know Adam as the source of sin. The spirit, paraclete, sent by the risen Christ, came to convict the world concerning sin by revealing him who is its redeemer. 389. The doctrine of original sin is, so to speak, the reverse side of the good news that Jesus is the saviour of all men, that all need salvation and that salvation is offered to all through Jesus Christ. The church, which has the mind of Christ, knows very well that we cannot tamper with the revelation of original sin without undermining the mystery of Christ. How? To read the account of the fall. 390. The account of the fall in Genesis 3 uses figurative language but affirms a primeval event, a deed that took place at the beginning of the history of man. Revelation gives us the certainty of faith that the whole of human history is marked by the original fault freely committed by our first parents. Okay, very well. So we move on a little bit in this um, presentation on on the fall, on sin, 
and this the reality of sin. And I suppose this is the first point that the Catechism wants to get across, that sin exists, and sin as a clear rejection of God. To sin is to clearly do what is wrong, or to clearly and deliberately not do what is right. That you can have a sin of omission by not helping somebody, by not doing what you're meant to do as well. And that this is clearly something human. It's not a mistake. Mistakes can be terrible, but mistakes aren't sinful. A sin is something that we deliberately do or deliberately neglect from doing. And so we have to see that this is something that is from the will of man, that we decide, we decide to do wrong. It's not simply that I have a character flaw. It's not simply that the world is an imperfect place. Yes, I can have a character flaw. Yes, the world is imperfect. But that doesn't explain all the evil. So often the evil comes from us, that we do what we shouldn't do. And in a sense, this always has to be seen through the prism of the good news. The Catechism is clear. There is no moralism in the Catechism. It's not putting a terrible law on people's shoulders. But it's showing them the need to turn to Christ. Over and over again, we're told that Christ is the answer. So here we look at Genesis 3. The Catechism is mentioning Genesis chapter 3. That is one of the most important texts in the Bible. It's definitely one of the most important texts in the Old Testament. But it says that this can only be explained, only be understood through the prism of Jesus Christ. That Jesus Christ, who is the new Adam, allows us to understand Adam as the old man, as the old Adam. And that just as through the Adam in Genesis, all of us have sinned. He has brought sin into the world through Christ and his resurrection and his ascension into heaven and the Holy Spirit that he gives. All of us can experience eternal life. Although one of the missions of this spirit is to convince us of sin. That is, can be very hard for us to admit that we are sinners. We might have very little difficulty in seeing our next door neighbour or our mother-in-law as a sinner. And yet the Holy Spirit has a special mission to convince me that I am a sinner, to convince you that you are a sinner, to convince each one of us that we have a need for Jesus Christ. That simply put, we can't manage on our own, but that with him we can do all things. And this is why the church has the mind of Christ. And the Christian is invited to have this mind which can see the seriousness of sin, which can see the terribleness of sin, and yet can see the hope that comes from Jesus Christ. And that this is ultimately where we need to focus. We need to put our focus on this hope, on this love, on this mercy. But putting it on this mercy, acknowledging at the same time our sin and acknowledging the need we have for Jesus Christ. And so this is the invitation that's there to all of us. And again, it would be very good if you have time if you um, to look again at chapter 3 of Genesis, which is a very beautiful part of the Bible. And um, sometimes we think of it as a fairy tale, but it's not a fairy tale. It really is an excellent explanation of the truth that undergirds human reality. Where does sin come from? How come there's sin? How come we have a fallen nature? How come we're suffering? That we'll go in more deeply in a while into what original sin is. But where does this original sin come from? And again, Genesis 3 gives us so many of the answers to this. 
Genesis 3 interpreted through the prism of Jesus Christ. So very well, tomorrow we're going to continue. And tomorrow we're going to look at Numbers 391 to 395 of the Catechism. God bless.